This is Trice Talk, Tuesday, March the 16th, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. And hey, Robert, I see you got in there early. Hello. How you doing? Good. <laughs> good, good to see you. How, how's things up there in uh, your neck of the woods? Oh, we had some snow yesterday, ice today. Yeah. I hope it starts. I lost you there. What? Uh, I lost you. I don't know if it was me on my end or your end. I don't you know. You were talking about the snow. Yeah, we had about five to eight inches yesterday. Then it rained most of the night. So on top of that, we have a nice ice skating rink. Oh, well. So winter's not done in Iowa. <laughs> Not yet, but it's going to start warming up, so it'll melt again. Yeah, it's been warm here for about a week up until yesterday or last night. This front came in, and it's it's cold, damp, and dreary here again. So I'm, I'm kind of not ready for summer yet anyway, so I was kind of glad to see it cool down a little bit. I'm not ready for 70-degree weather. Hey, Crimson. Hey, guys. <laughs> I got Robert in the house with us. Hey, Robert. Hello. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's, you know, a little bit more. Uh, I think Dennis Lee was talking last week about, uh, I was saying it last night, Denver was supposed to get some snow, and I think I think he thought maybe it was headed your way too. So, you know, let's listen. Denver let's got uh, 27, um, 27 plus inches. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. I mean, I like yeah. snow, but uh, <laughs> 27 inches, that'd be a lot to have to fool with. I sure would hate to have to scrape that off the driveway. <laughs> I wonder if they just stay in, you know, when it snows like that, that deep. Does it ever snow that so. deep? 
Is it snow that deep there, Robert? No, but it'd make a nice snow fort or a, a big snowman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So have you ever done the, the uh, build like an igloo kind of thing? You take a cardboard box and pack snow in it, and then you build your building blocks out of that. Have you ever done that? I don't know if I had the stuff when I was a kid to do that. Uh, well, we always had a cardboard box. I <laughs> didn't have much else. No, I, but, mean, I, I, uh, I meant the building block things. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we made them, made the blocks out of snow is what it was. But, um, yeah, we, we always actually, when I was a kid, we pretty much had to create most of our own toys, you know? I mean, not to say we never got anything, but, uh, we got short sticks for pretending they were pistols. And then we got long sticks that were rifles and, and just, uh, even a longer stick to pretend it was a bow and arrow. So, we got real good with our imaginations in my generation. <laughs> you had now, to because we didn't have a bunch of toys. We just yeah, had sticks. <laughs> now we we have we don't have to have an imagination. <laughs> People do that for us. <laughs> yeah, that's called a uh, robots. Robots, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not so sure how how that's going to work out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when they start doing everything for us, uh, what are we going to do? You know, we'll, we'll just gain weight and get lazy, but, um, that's a little bit down the road for some of us. Uh, I'll mention right now, um, Dennis Lee is, um, should be back tomorrow night. He was gone Sunday and, uh, but he's supposed to be back tomorrow night. He went out of town and he, uh, we'll probably be here for our wacky Wednesday. Uh, but crimson, 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 I can't say that what I was going to say. Crimson is here with us tonight. And, uh, Robert has graced us with his appearance and Eric, I think he's finishing up on slightly. So he should be in shortly. Uh, let's see. I can't, I've moved the, the screen away from me, so I can't read everybody's name here, but Welcome. Moxie and Philip. Okay. Uh, there's something above Robert's name. I can't, I can't read it. I think it's Ken. Ken is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, this is our Tuesday night edition. We just started doing Tuesdays this month. So this is kind of a new night for us still, but, uh, uh, we'll be on tonight, tomorrow night and Thursday of this week. Um, okay. So I thought I would start out with just a little correction. You know, people do that when they make a mistake. Well, I, in talking about national calendar calendar days last night, I had an item, uh, about the potato chips. You remember that crimson? Uh, Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> was it Sunday? Oh yeah. All right. Sunday night. Yeah. Lost a day. That's right. We skip a day. It yeah. was Sunday night, and I was talking about uh, when the first chip, potato chips were made, and I compared them. I said the restaurant owner uh, came up with the name for the potato chips and called them Saratogas, <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, that's that's like the wagons they used to use uh, to go out <laughs> west, you know, and uh, it sounded good when I said it, but <laughs> I've, I uh, did a little fact-checking on myself, and I was wrong. It was actually a Conestoga was the name of the wagons and not Saratogas, <laughs> but you know, they kind of sound a little bit alike. 
dispel differently. Hey, hang hang on a second. Uh, Eric's clicking in Calling here. in, yeah. Hey, Eric. Uh, can you hear me? I, I finally made it. We, we slightly hey, just wrapped up. All right, great. We appreciate it. Uh, Robert's on. Crimson's on with us. Yeah, I'm just sharing you out on Twitter right now. Um, oh, he can provide that calendar girl song that you like so much. <laughs> well, if if he hangs around right, through, Robert? through the calendar girl segment or calendar day segment, I should say. Hey, Torch. Mm-hmm. You gonna you gonna be around, Robert, for that segment? Yes. Okay. Well, I did actually find a couple of weird crazy songs for calendar day they're even more weird than that stuff that dennis lee comes up with but uh i'd much rather robert do it so if you're going to be here i would appreciate you playing it when we get to that segment but yeah i found one by cardi b i don't know if that's safe to uh play Mm -hmm. i I listened to part of it i wouldn't attempt it <laughs> it it didn't seem to have anything in there real ugly, at least at that point. Well, Car- Car- Cardi B sounds like a rapper. I've I've never heard of that name. Oh yeah, yeah. she is. She's definitely a rapper. She um um well, she's very popular, but um certainly not something I could normally play on on Trice Talk. <laughs> no, because this is a family show. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know right. what kind of family. I mean, it's not like, you know, the Waltons kind of family show, but um, maybe more like uh, Archie Bunker and the group, maybe. I don't know. Welcome, Chris. Uh, so anyway, I, I had that name wrong. It's, it's Conestoga instead of Saratoga. And um, so now that I got that off my chest... Anybody see, and of course, I'm going to use another Mike Huckabee from his evening edition um, newsletter, which I like to pull stuff from there because he he has a humorous way of, of putting things. But there was a, a story in there about <laughs> it's called a Florida nose job is botched. I don't know if anybody else saw that. But um, it says a Florida woman who was posing as a plastic surgeon. I don't, I don't know how you pose as a plastic surgeon, but was arrested for allegedly botching a man's nose job. And at the time she was arrested, she was in the middle of performing another procedure on someone else when the the police came and and drug her away. Um, uh, This story was taken actually from the New York post article written by Tamar Lappin. And it states that, oh gosh, Alcaria Jimenez de Rodriguez, who is 56, was in the middle of performing another procedure when Doral police officers nabbed her. Uh, she was arrested for allegedly posing as a licensed plastic surgeon after she botched a man's nose job. Investigators began probing Jimenez de Rodriguez. And where is Dennis Lee when I have to use that word? But last month, after a former patient contacted them about his messed up rhinoplasty. I wonder why they call it rhinoplasty when it's a nose job. I don't know. It's um, anyway. So the man identified by local outlets as Vincenzo Zerlo said he paid twenty eight hundred dollars for the surgery. 
which had to be repeated because his nose wasn't healing properly, according to the police report. Even after the second procedure, this idiot went back to the same person again. The man said his nose was still deformed. He asked Rodriguez for her medical license number and her medical malpractice insurance information, but she refused to give it to him. Um, I'm kind of wondering if this woman uh, had any diplomas displayed on the wall or actually she even had a, a doctor's office that he could go into. But anyway, the uh, so after he made a report to the police there in Doral, uh, and they came and arrested her. Um, oh yeah. I, I forgot to mention. So after he came in complaining about, you know, the pain in his nose and, and the fact that it was still messed up, she prescribed painkillers and antibiotics for him, but he, but she used another doctor's name and you would have thought that that would have raised a flag in that guy's, that guy's head that day that he, he got those uh, prescriptions uh, written for him but um anyway they charged rodriguez with practicing medicine without a license and she's being held at the miami cade uh, miami dade county jail for a five thousand dollar bond huckabee went on to say i have a perfect alibi for her she might not be a plastic surgeon but she identifies as one <laughs> And, and that makes her just as much of one as someone who actually went to medical school. In fact, I think we should all demand that anyone who claims that a man who identifies as a woman is a woman and therefore should be allowed to compete in women's sports must have their next surgical procedure performed by someone who identifies <laughs> as a doctor. He says, I'll bet that would get them to cave into reality pretty darn quick. So, perfect so huckabee was saying well you know what's the big deal she identifies as a doctor she's a doctor so <laughs> that was a <laughs> that's a huckabee point so you see chris uh found out where the rhinoplasty comes from he posted this is it's derived from a greek word we just talked about that tonight uh rhinos meaning nose plasin to shape is a surgeon performed to achieve two results. Oh, okay. Thanks, Chris. Well, thanks, Chris. I don't see that on my screen, but. Uh, oh, it's I'm, there. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's up in the chat. Scroll up. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, appreciate sharing that with us. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm thinking a rhinoceros every time I hear that. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> I was uh, thinking because of the horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and they didn't show any pictures of this guy. I mean, really. <laughs> if I don't know. I saw her picture, her mugshot, and I don't yeah. know that I would go to her for anything, really. Um, <laughs> she's kind of scary looking, but um, the fact That's that been he, a good price. The fact that he went back after not being happy the first time and didn't, you know, he let her work on him again <laughs> and then went back a third time. Uh, that's, that's, mm. you know, that's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So what, uh, let's see. Alibi. All right. So I've got one 
feel good thing here. And it's a little audio. It actually, it was a video that I found on Twitter this afternoon that I, I, I mean, when I watched it, um, I just felt good after, I mean, just, and, and you're not going to get the same effect here. Cause I'm just going to play some of the audio for you, but I encourage you once, uh, if, once you get a chance is go on Twitter and see if you can find this, um, this tweet that, um, it's a group of people in a Chick-fil-A in Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, it starts out and everybody's sitting down. It looks like a normal crowd inside of Chick-fil-A. Um, and then it starts out, somebody stands up and they start singing this song and I, I want to play a little bit of it. I may not play the whole thing, even though it's only a couple of minutes long, but I just, I was kind of moved when I saw it. And let me see if I can get to that portion here. Um, but I enjoyed it. Well, maybe you know, it's fun trying to do this and do <laughs> Let's see if this one is one. I think it is. Times in our lives, we all have pain. We all have sorrow. But if we are wise, we all Always tomorrow, lean on me, when I'm not strong, I'll be your friend, I'll help you carry on, it won't be long, I'm gonna need somebody to lean on, just call on me, Just think if you were in a Chick-fil-A and people started doing that. <laughs> Boy, there was some pretty rough singing going on there, too. <laughs> well, actually, it was a um, the group that started it and, and planned it was, uh, oh, let me see, it's called the Acapella Ministries Worship Institute. And they hmm. gathered in this Chick-fil-A in Nashville. It doesn't say where in town. But... Um, one guy stood up and somebody, you know, had their phone on and they started filming and, and, um, then others stood up and all through the store, but then you, you know, there was a certain number of them that were part of that singing group, mm -hmm. that acapella group, but then you could see customers stand up. The, actually the last guy that kind of got in there and got real vocal, he was just a customer. <laughs> He's, wow. He, he just stood up, started singing, and they would pan around the room and customer. You could tell who the customers were. Uh, they would stand up and start singing, and, and then they would pan over to the counter where 
where all the employees were. And there were some in the background just dancing and raising their hands over their head and clapping. And it just seemed like a neat wow. thing. But if you watch the video, I, I, I swear you'll feel better about it than just listening to an audio when you can't see what's going on. But I just thought that was kind of a neat thing to do. But but that's a neat Bill Withers song anyway. But that's yeah. it's it's actually an acapella ministries uh, worship group. So yeah, Mox, Moxie says they call that a flash mob. A flash I mob. I, <laughs> I think I've heard that before. When Why? when a group gets together and and starts something and then it grows. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they they normally do that in malls and things, but I, I yeah. I've never seen something like that but in the beginning people look surprised but yeah. I, I i have a feeling depending on you know they may have set them up and told everybody what was going to go on but it was just a neat thing and and they were smiling and clapping and dancing it just seemed like a, a neat experience so um i thought that was kind of kind of a bright note because we usually don't get to to talk about any real uplifting stories on Trice Talk True. on the political nights where unless we try to be funny about something <laughs> but if you, uh, it, sh it should be able to find it on Twitter you may be able just to go online and find it and it's it's uh I think it's titled uh Chick-fil-A Nashville Tennessee uh, uh people start singing I, I think that's what it was called <laughs> That's, that makes sense. I don't think it's the whole title there, but yeah. But it's, it's a neat video. Sarmenti wants to know if they were wearing masks. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sarmenti, no, they were not. I did not see anybody in, in the pictures, but I was too busy watching people jumping up and singing and clapping and waving. So there may have been a few few in there but you know now now that you bring that up i was watching the news today yeah. and um fauci has been forced to admit that uh, the social distancing perimeter is now down to about three feet instead of oh, six wow. feet. <laughs> actually it's 3.2 but you know who in the heck's going <laughs> to measure that but uh yeah so um and they said uh when they were talking about this story about they had reduced the social distancing uh, limit uh, that this information came out last summer that it was not necessary at least you know some scientists were saying it wasn't necessary this whole six foot thing that Fauci and, and a lot of his his group are uh, professing here in the United States but um, boy hey. just think think about Kroger and Publix and all those places that have put those uh six feet apart little things on the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah all that money they spent on uh, on putting those those decals on the floor and and signs in the store and so forth but um yep. uh, they actually and that was funny and i i can't remember all the details of this if i don't write it down so but they were they were saying today that that original six foot perimeter that they were talking about last summer fauci and his his group of educated <laughs> individuals uh, actually came from a study that was developed. I think it was in the 1800s by some German scientist. Uh, and they were talking about some other uh, plague at that time. And they were saying that, well, a six foot distance is, is 
pretty much the standard that that you should be safe if you keep a six foot distance between yourself and other people. And so now that they're criticizing this and saying, well, it really didn't ever have to be six foot. It could have been three foot. They're saying, yeah. And, you know, why were they listening to studies that were done, you know, almost 200 years ago? So, yeah, I guess because that's the only thing they had. I don't know. Yeah. So, but no, they did not. Uh, I could not see any mask in there. So uh, I don't oh. know. I don't know if Tennessee is opening up fully or not. If, if they're, uh, if, if they're no longer worried about it, like Texas, but um, could be. All right. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, that, that was my, uh, that was my impression. Yeah. It sounded Gump. good. Yeah. Oh, was that was that all right for Forrest Gump? Well, I picked up on it. I don't know okay. if anybody else. <laughs> Robert, you still there? Robert? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Robert? He's there. He's I, put, <laughs> I put him to sleep. Did you hear yeah. him? I didn't hear him. Yeah, I heard him say, yes, I'm here. Oh, my goodness. There oh, he is. I see him down there. All right, yeah. well, I just want to make sure, you know, I don't lose you before we get to calendar girl here. I, um, so, uh, Crimson, do you have uh, this day in history? Or are you prepared for that? Well, yes. I'm glad you <laughs> asked. Another uh -oh. way that goes. <laughs> that sounds like somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this day in history, March 16th, the American journalist Terry Anderson was kidnapped. Um, I don't know who may remember that, but he was the longest held captive in Beirut, Lebanon, and he was held nearly seven years, the longest of the 92 foreign abductions that year. Um, he was saved, and um, there were 11 other hostages that were who died. They believed they were murdered, so he was a pretty lucky guy. But Anderson spent his entire captivity blindfolded. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was released uh, when the 16-year uh, Civil War came to an end. Uh, he published a book about his time. It's called The Den of Lions. Published it in 2002. Haven't heard much uh, about him. I, don't, I guess he's still alive, but... Um, he was actually a Democrat, which we didn't know at that time. I don't think he ran from Ohio Senate. Uh, he lost, but he did uh, go for a senator position some years ago. I don't know when that was. Nope. I, yeah, I, I kind of remember that story about him being in captivity that long. Oh, I, remember, I didn't I know it was that long picture. ago. Yeah, I remember the picture of him in the blindfold and how dirty and grungy it was and everything. So you remember that, Eric? Eric? Um, don't, <laughs> don't think I'm too familiar with that story unless that was before my time. Yeah. So here's one you'll probably know. Um, actor Robert Blake was acquitted of his wife's murder on March the 16th, 2005. That one that? I remember. Yeah, he was known for uh, playing Beretta in the 1970s television detective shows. Yeah. And um, he, one of his most famous uh, 
uh, portrayals was Peter. He he was uh, Perry Smith in uh, Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. A, he was did a great job in that too. It was very believable. Uh, he and his wife had a daughter named Rose that was born in June 2000. Do y'all remember the fact that uh, Blake said that it wasn't his child, that it was Brand- Marlon Brando's son's child? Do y'all remember that? I do, yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Of course, a paternity uh, test proved that it was Blake's child. Mm-hmm. Um the, the uh, unhappy union lasted until May the 4th, 2001, when Blake was, uh, I guess, uh, Bonnie Blake was shot to death, as she sat in the car outside of a Los Angeles restaurant. He was found, uh, he was acquitted on that charge, uh, but he lost a civil suit. And they had to pay the children of Bonnie Blakely um, thirty million dollars. I kind of remember, didn't he? They came up together in the same car, and he went inside. Uh, well, they the, came. They came out of the restaurant, and they got in the car, and he like forgot something and went back, supposedly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then that's when she was shot. Right. Um, sad story, but. So I like, this, go ahead. I was just gonna say I like that show Beretta. I mean, yeah. and, and and I remember his bird. character in Cold Blood. Yeah, and the bird he had that cockatoo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew, I knew I had something in common with him. I hope it wasn't anything else. But yeah, he had that bird. Yep. So, who was born this day in history on March 16th, 1926? Joseph Levovich was born, and he changed his name to Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the, the MDA telephones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was. Yeah, I know we lost him. We lost him a few years ago, of course. Yeah, 2017. Yep. Yep. He was um, a funny, funny guy. I, I don't know if anybody that's on here tonight with us ever saw a Jerry Lewis movie. I mean, they were actually, they were corny. Uh, yeah, but they were funny. They yeah. were funny. Back then, yeah. you know, humor was uh, a whole different thing. Sarmenti, the guy's name is Jerry Lewis. He's an American comedian. Yeah, he so would do the, loss. he would do the, uh, was it muscular dystrophy? Yes. Telephones that he did? Yeah, he and, did them uh, for forty-four years. Labor Day weekend every year. Yep, forty-four years. He raised a lot of money. Always had some good talent on there and good people to come on with him. And he would do that thing. I don't know, was it twenty-four hours or, or it was an entire weekend or something? He it would was run for twenty-four time. hours. Yeah, it was Wait. a long time. Well, and he would be on there the entire time. And yeah. uh, as he got older, and you could tell he was he was ill. Um, yeah, you know, he didn't do as well, but golly, uh, and anybody know who, you know, Eric, who his partner was, uh, in comedy for so many years, a crooner. Um, don't think I do. Dean Martin. Oh, Martin. Yeah. And Lewis. Oh yeah. The Dean Martin show fame. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And of course. So, yeah. Sir- 
<laughs> Sarmini, that's like back in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, back in the Stone Age. Yeah. So here's, here's a good thing that happened this day in history. Uh, there was a guy who walked around selling the Brooklyn Bridge and the Statue of Liberties. His name was George Parker. He was an American con man. And he, is, he was known for selling the Brooklyn Bridge, Grant's Tomb, the Statue of Liberty, many, many times. Uh, the new owners at different times would try to set up toll booths on the bridge that they purchased from him. <laughs> <laughs> he was finally uh, arrested and convicted and sentenced to Sing Sing Prison, where he died. I wonder if that, that was Peter Parker's dad. Who is Peter Parker, uh, Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. Uh, I know. Uh, that's, that was, okay. that's supposed to be funny, but... <laughs> okay. But don't you remember stories about, yeah, they're so naive, they'll buy the Brooklyn Bridge. I remember people saying that years ago. Oh, yeah. If, if, if you're... Yeah. If you're naive enough to, to believe that, then I got a bridge to sell. <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, that was a cough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I got one more story that happened. Okay. Uh, this, uh, this was a death that happened on March 16th, and um, this is in memory of Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant Stubby was the most decorated war dog of World War One. He was decorated dog of World War One and the only dog to be promoted to sergeant. Uh, he was smuggled aboard the USS Minnesota. He served with the 102nd Infantry 26th Yankee Division in the trenches of France for 18 months. Participated into four offensive 17 battles. Stubby learned to warn the units of a gas attack locate wounded soldiers, hear shells coming in from long before they ever got to the unit. He even caught a German shoulder, shoulder by grabbing him by the seat of the pants and holding him there until the American soldiers found him. <laughs> well, I, I, I was just going to say, I like that thing that he could tell that the incoming shells were on the way because yeah, that would be a yeah. good dog to stand with. Yeah, smart dog. After the war, Stubby became a celebrity and marched and led many parades across the country. He met President Woodrow Wilson, Calvin Coolidge, and Warren G. Hardy. He was also featured in a 2018 animated film, Sergeant Stubby, <laughs> an American hero. He died in his sleep on March 16, 1926. Oh, my gosh. We, you know Dennis Lee would have fun with that name. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. <laughs> Sergeant Stubby. Well, I, it's a good thing we're talking about a dog. Yep. Golly. So I got one more thing, but it's kind of a fun thing. has nothing yeah. to do with this day in history. But uh -oh. uh, Eric, Eric, <laughs> do, you know, do you know why uh, we have M&Ms or what the M&M stands for? Don't think I do. How about you, Donna Wayne? Um, but like the M&M's candy. Well, I was going to say melts in your mouth, but. No, it would be for Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray, the two businessmen who created the chocolate-covered 
candies. I didn't oh. know that. Morris well, I, remember, I, thought it, I thought it was because it melted in your mouth. I thought that's what yeah. M&M was about. Well, <laughs> and I would have been wrong. And that's it for this day in history. Well, thank you, Crimson, for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Robert. We'll have to. Uh, did you wake Robert up? I just make sure Robert's awake so he can play calendar girl for the I, I saw him. Day. I saw him chatting down there. So, <laughs> Robert, if if you're uh, uh, able, we're ready to go on to uh, National Calendar Day. <laughs> oh, a new one. Yeah, here. <laughs> well, that was a good one. I like that, Robert. Oh, that's Who a new one. That? Yep. <laughs> who, who, who sings that? I mean, I'm searching for Calendar Girl, and, and, and I find Cardi B, and then you come up with that one. <laughs> that's, that's much safer. Um, Is, do you have the name of an artist for that? Ground control to Major Tom. But we got the song. <laughs> <laughs> we got the song. Well, thank yep. you. All right. Uh, we'll go on to uh, the National Calendar Days for Tuesday, March the 16th are. Uh, this one I can't relate to too much, but it's National Curl Crush Day. <laughs> and it goes on to say, uh, and it was a rather long one, and I'm not going to read all that. We've all done it flipped through a magazine or scrolled through social media and secretly wished our hair was different. Uh, some of us just wish we had hair or more hair, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, but this day, this site says join in on the movement and show off your beautiful curls and all their glory on social media. So, uh, won't be me. I'll be missing from that today. <laughs> Uh, the second item is National Artichoke Hearts Day, and I love artichoke hearts. It's just a lot of work. Um, has anybody ever bought any of those artichokes in, that are already separated and they're in a, in a jar or a can? Yeah, I've made a salad out of them. Are, are they are they good? Are they just as good that way as they are fresh? Uh, I think they're pretty good. They're not as good, but they're still good. Yeah. Well, they actually, it's a pretty healthy food, according to the California Artichoke Advisory Board. Leave it to California to have an advisory board for artichokes. wonder what their salaries are. <laughs> but it says they're good for, um, I bet they get stimulus money. They're good for uh, antioxidants, vitamin C, folate, and magnesium. Mm. Uh, the anti antioxidants in artichokes are very good for your liver. 
So if you happen to drink a lot, you may want to eat a lot of artichokes. And uh, it also helps to promote healthy skin. Well, so I definitely need to go get some more artichokes. Um, artichokes are also high in fiber, calcium, and protein while they're low in calories. Oh. And, and California is known as the artichoke capital of the world. They produce oh. just about 100% of the artichokes that we consume in the United States. So, Oh, good grief. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, is that the only only place that you can grow artichokes in the country? Is I don't California? know. Uh, I know may... that you, can, you can buy them at Costco really cheap in a great big jar. Well, funny you say that because when I looked at the article today, it, it showed pictures of uh, different uh uh, manufacturers or, or canners of, of artichoke hearts. And it had Kirkland brand was one of the leading yep. ones on there. So uh, yep. I guess the next time we go to Costco, we may look for those artichoke hearts. I like them. Um, <laughs> all right. So today was also national. Everything you do is right day. Boy, do we need that one? Um, and I didn't realize, but, um, uh, since we didn't do a show yesterday, or at least we didn't do the regular trice talk yesterday was everything you do was wrong day, uh, Monday. So that's all for the husbands in the world. Is that what it is? And so yeah. Tuesdays for the wives in the world. I, I didn't say that. Okay. So, but it says this day is meant to correct all the wrong things you did yesterday on March the 15th. Um, this is a day to feel good about everything you do. So I felt pretty good about most of the things I did today. I don't know about y'all. Today was also national freedom of information day and, uh, Congress passed the freedom of information act into law back in 1966, that long ago, uh, this day reminds us that the, uh, Freedom of Information Act offers us a tool to keep informed while a request can be made for any record. Uh, personal um, records require permission from the party in question. Uh, so if you want to learn more about the Freedom of Information Act, you can go to FOIA.gov in case you want to get some information on somebody in this country. Uh, but good luck if you're trying to find anything about the JFK assassination. We're still waiting 50 years for some conclusive uh, results of that one. Today was also National Panda Day. And the first thing I thought about that was Dennis Lee's article the other night about people stripping in, in Panda Express uh, for that seminar. But this is actually about the bear. Um it says this day draws attention to one of the world's most unique bears. Uh, pandas are also one of the world's most endangered and adored animals. Of course, they're native to China and uh, their uh, habitat is rapidly shrinking. So that's a, a major reason for the decline in the numbers of the pandas. Uh, they're right now approximately 1,864 pandas in the wild and about 100 living in zoos around the world. And wow. this is something I didn't know. I'm a, this, this, is a, this is a question. Uh, Eric or, or Crimson or Robert, if you're still there. 
do pandas hibernate? No. Um, I don't think they do. Okay. They do not. They do not. Pandas do not hibernate. They're the only bear that does not hibernate. Wow. So, so no wonder they're tired and sleep a lot during the day. (laughs) They they don't get to sleep for four or five months out of the year. Um, All they eat is bamboo too. Yeah. Well, they do. Yeah. They eat, they eat some other grubs and things, but they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, mostly bamboo. That's got to be, that's a lot of roughage. Uh, That's all I can say about that. (laughs) Um, And the last one on the list is National World Social Work Day. And this is just a day that uh, celebrates achievements of social workers, uh, you know, uh, Uh in this country and throughout the world. Um, And it recognizes the efforts of individuals who have chosen social work as a profession. And, uh, you know, that is, that is a, a, a very valuable profession. And we, we appreciate people that go down that road and, uh, and dedicate their life to, to helping people. So that's it, Robert, if you're still there and, and want to play that tune one more time. <laughs> or- Thank you, Robert. Are, are you there where you can talk? Do you, uh, can you give us the name of that person singing that song? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, who, who sings that, Robert? Uh, let's Uh-oh. see. <laughs> what? That's not who sings that. <laughs> what? Who said is that? that? The, is that the name? <laughs> Uh-oh. No. That's not what I... No. Uh-oh. Why do I keep hearing a uh-oh? I don't know. Are you on That's medication? Strange. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> it's A-I-M-E-R. Aimer. Aimer. Oh. Must, must be a new one because I haven't heard it before. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that I've heard of that one either, Robert. Oh, That's well, good. let Dennis Lee... Well, let Dennis Lee hear that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he he may be listening to the show driving back from from his his uh, his trip, so maybe he'll uh, see that, and he'll be wanting to contact you and see where he can get a copy of that, Robert. Well, that was good though. We appreciate it. Uh-oh. What? What would you say? Well, I didn't. I, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be telling people that you're hearing somebody saying, "Uh uh-oh. I hear nothing. Make them start wondering. I hear nothing. I see nothing. Anybody? I know know nothing. Yeah. You know what that's from? What is that from? I don't know. Oh, (laughs) I thought you did when you kind of played with it there. That's that's from uh, Hogan's Heroes. 
Uh, oh, uh, the, I, the, I see nothing. I hear nothing. I know nothing. Yeah, Sergeant <laughs> Sergeant Schultz, I think, was the one that said that all the time. Yeah. Hogan's Heroes. So this is Trice Talk on Tuesday night. And uh, Donald Lee. Donald Lee. Who the <laughs> heck is Donald Lee? <laughs> well, yeah, I've, been, I've been renamed. Uh, Donald Wayne and Dennis Lee. There you go. <laughs> That's a combination. <laughs> okay. And and Eric, Eric, uh, what is it that you use sometimes, Eric, that I like to make fun of? Eric, anyway, or Eric? Um, of, yeah, of course. And then I think on oh, Robert, Eric. we always say, like, how are things in Idaho? And he's like, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish I need to look for a recording of that because I need to use that as one of the promos. That one can go along with what kind of show is this anyway? Oh, I love Laura doing that. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. yeah Laura's um, always good at what kind of show did I just walk into? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we don't even know. It's just wait till tomorrow when it's Wacky Wednesday. Um, so we were, oh, it just might, it might be worse than today's show. Who knows? <laughs> so I was reading some crazy thing on the headline news earlier, and there's a, a, some shootings that happened in the Atlanta area. Eric, did you hear about this? That um, some people shot up a massage parlors and... I haven't paid attention Cher to that. Yeah, Cherokee County and... Um, in Atlanta, and eight are dead, and they don't know if these shootings are connected, but that's crazy. Good grief. And massage parlor, I mean, of course, you know, they could be some of those, um, um, what do we say, questionable massage parlors that aren't actually, they're just kind of in name only. Well, one of them, one of the shootings was in uh, Cherokee County. I can't imagine there's too much going on up there but could be yeah for those of you that do not live in georgia which is pretty much all of you we um cherokee county is kind of like out in the woods from atlanta it's it's about 30 miles ish north of atlanta and it's more country than it is anything so um for anything like that to happen up there, that's that's kind of a strange, that's strange occurrence. Yeah. So four people were killed up there. So on the same day. Oh yeah, it just happened this evening. Yep. You know that almost sounds like some kind of mob hit or something. You know, some <laughs> some kind of gangland kind of thing. Because that, I mean, you know, <laughs> I've never even heard of anybody being shot in a massage parlor. Ah. But, but to do something like that many people in one day, it almost makes me think they might be connected. Yeah. There's a conspiracy thing. So the other thing that I saw uh, that I was curious if you've talked about on maybe your mini podcast was that Columbia University graduation ceremony thing. Um, <laughs> oh, Moxie I, said they arrested someone. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's what she, she, he. I'm not sure what Moxie yeah. is. We, we, yeah, we, we never, um, <laughs> we, yeah, we never assign gender to people unless we actually know who they are. But I, yeah, that's pretty quick. I still say that yeah. that's probably 
I bet you that's somebody that owns a bunch of massage parlors and they're, you know, some kind of gang Man. thing. But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in Atlanta, especially going back to that story, uh, a lot of those things aren't really, really massage parlors in the sense that you think of massage parlors. And uh, Donald Wayne, how would you know this? I, well, I'm a learned person. That's all I can say. I, I, <laughs> I, I know things that I. <laughs> I know lots of things that I haven't uh, actually any personal knowledge of, but uh, yeah, Atlanta's famous for that. And I think it's said, was it, was it Buckhead? Did they mention Buckhead? No, just Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. Oh, well, that's even worse. Gee, yeah, I bet there's some kind of connection to that. Uh, you were asking about that other thing, the Columbia thing. I don't believe... I don't believe I've done anything with that. I, I've looked at it a couple of times and I almost did it on a mini pod the other day, but no, I don't believe I've done it yet. If you want to mention that. Well, um, everybody's probably read this that uh, Columbia university is holding uh, numerous celebrations. I think they're offering, uh, it says six additional ceremonies, breaking it down to uh, race ethnicity and other identifying factors for undergraduate students. And when I first heard about that, I was kind of upset because it looked like they're trying to separate everyone out, you know, and I thought we were supposed to be coming together. And so my first thought was, what are they doing? Well, you know, why are they doing this? It's, it's aggravating. And, but I've read it a little bit further and can kind of see for the people that are graduating, that there are different cultures and different types of how people celebrate and, and traditions and that type of thing that it sounds like more, you know, that they're going for. It says these events provide a more intimate setting for students and, and guests to gather, incorporate meaningful cultural traditions and celebrate the specific contribution and achievement of their communities. So, so it's not really, know. it's not really to segregate them as much as it is uh, just to allow them to, to do things that are maybe just specific to their traditions. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know really how I feel about it because my first reaction was no, 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 no. We don't need to isolate groups. We need to be a group, you know, Hey, well, slightly. Hey, slightly. Well, historically, you know, graduations, I mean, that's everybody. And I could see them having, a, you know, one main graduation and then people breaking off, you know, afterwards. I think we even did that one. <laughs> what what one ceremony I ever went to <laughs> qualified for. Um, but, yeah, when and I, I was, first saw it, I, I was questioning whether that was something yeah. another uh, – cancel culture kind of thing or not well it says that um uh, multicultural graduation ceremonies are common at other colleges across the nation georgetown university uh, that's only one of other names but it, i don't know maybe it's been going on a while and they just haven't talked about it you know well, so many negative stories come out of Columbia anyway, so it's easy to jump on that bandwagon anytime you hear something that kind of raises your eyebrow. Right. 
Hmm. I just thought, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I had looked at that at doing it as a mini pod, but it, I, I, for some it's reason, so there's just so many things that we can talk about now. <laughs> so many things wrong. I mean, uh, Actually, I think we're starting to have more things to talk about than we did when Donald Trump was president. I mean, of course, they're uh, they're on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, um, you know, I miss him. They're for different. <laughs> well, I think the news media do too. But um, you you could bet they miss them because you know they don't have their boogeyman to go after on a daily basis and harp on and. Exactly. And I think um, what we're going to be witnessing is, is is everybody just turning on each other. Oh, gosh, I hope not. Well, what I'm waiting for, or just in the political sense. What I'm okay. waiting for is Donald, uh, Donald Trump. I'm waiting for <laughs> Joe Biden to make that call to Donald Trump and say, man, I need you to come over here and talk to me about this immigration <laughs> crap because we're not doing too well. Um, That's screwed up. <laughs> yeah, what? How do I get out of this? But, um, geez. Uh, I also I, heard today that he's doing his um, question and answer with the uh, journalist on March 26th, I think, 25th or 26th. So that should be interesting. But you're supposed to submit your questions now ahead of time. Are you serious? Does yeah. it say that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, it, so- it'll take them that long to come up with a good answer, I think, maybe. <laughs> and, and, you know, it takes a, it takes a long time to put, put <laughs> get words on that jumbo teleprompter that he has to use. That he well, can- not even the answers, but then he has to, you know, rehearse, too. So, <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I, so he's he's been the first president to go this long without a news conference. And uh, if if they're getting all the questions ahead of time, is that really going to yeah. be a news conference or is that just no. a, a show? Uh, just yeah. to say, we're, yeah, I can stand up here for 30 minutes uh, with enough drugs and, and a few little braces in the back. I, I can probably handle staying up here. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I will have to watch that. Just to see yeah. how things, and I think now we watch Joe Biden just to, for him to screw up. I mean, maybe we did. You know, I think the liberals used to watch Donald Trump all the time just to to find stuff they can pick on him about. But now we watch Joe Biden just just to see what outrageous thing he's going to screw up and in, in the few few sentences that he uses. Well, I'm um, not- in Go case ahead. you missed the speech the other night, um, he mispronounced. You know, Vice President Kamala Harris's last name, but I guess the wait is on to see if, if he will call her camel toe. <laughs> um, That's pretty bad. I know, you know right? I can, I can, uh, I can have a little empathy for him on mispronouncing things, but um, you know, I'm not the president of the United States either, so nobody cares if I mess up, but. Uh, he's supposed to be a little bit sharper and uh, it's, it's well, I just... guess I'm on the side where now when he's in front of the cameras that I'm looking to see how much, how bad he looks. Cause it seems like every time he looks worse than he did the time before. And it's, it's kind of alarming. He's stooping more. His eyes are squinting more. It's just, 
Each day seems worse. Well, he needs to borrow some of that yellow makeup that they used to spray on Donald Trump <laughs> or orange, I guess they orange. call him orange man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to put a little color in him or something because yeah. he, he, he really looks a little bit too pale. Yep. Um, and, and those, those pictures that they take of him and they post when they're doing an article about him, especially on, you know, the conservative sites, they always get one of him with that grin that almost looks like it should be in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's, it's one of those, or, or maybe the, the father of the Joker or something. It's, it, I think it's creepy that little well, smile. Well, I know there. that look. I know what that look is. That look is, I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> or I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speak, speak slower, please. Uh, I'm trying to read your lips. Yeah. Um, but he has a, he has a creepy smile on, on a lot of those pictures they, they take of him. Yep. Well, that'll be, what is that? Is that next week? No, I guess. No, I don't know. Uh, this is 17th. Yep. It'll be next Thursday. Mm. Week well, from tomorrow. Oh, and that'll be, uh, oh, well, good. Then we'll have something we can talk about on that, on our Thursday Tristock show. Yeah. With, uh, we, can, we can talk about Joe <laughs> like we don't talk about him the other days of the week. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, my first story for the night is from epic times and i think probably a lot of you've already heard this and and maybe even some have talked about it um it's from the washington post where they've uh come out and admitted that uh, some of the some of the uh statements that they attributed to donald trump back when he made that infamous call to the georgia georgia secretary of state's office uh, last year and supposedly asked them to find those votes. <laughs> um, so they, they said a couple of those statements were, they're admitting that they were not true. Um, so let me just go to the article. The Washington Post has publicly acknowledged that the story about Trump's comments to a Georgia Secretary of State official working in Raffensperger's office last December featured quotes that weren't actually said by then president Trump. The recording of that conversation revealed that the post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. I think that's all they called it at the time. Uh, Trump did not tell the investigator to find the fraud or say he would be a national hero or say, oh, I'm sorry, say she would be a national hero if she did so, the Post stated in a correction. The headline and text of this story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump, uh, but they did not issue an apology for that story. Uh, well, you know, probably wouldn't expect them to. Um, the same reporter who wrote the original story, Amy Gardner, wrote a new story about the recording being released. It goes on to say the Washington post reported on the substance of Trump's December 23rd call in, in back in January, describing him saying that Watson, the chief investigator with Raffensperger's office, um, who took the call from Donald Trump should 
find the fraud and that she would be a national hero based on an account from Jordan. Uh, it's F-U-C-H-S. The deputy secretary of state whom Watson briefed in, on his comments. Um, but in fact, he did not use those precise words. Rather, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize Fulton County, which a lot of people should, where she would find dishonesty, he said. He also said, whatever you can do, Francis, it would be, it would be, uh, this is the way he talked. It would be, it's a great thing. It's an important thing for the country. So important. You've got no idea. So important. And I very much appreciate it. Yeah. Now that sounds like Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Watson said she was surprised by the call, but didn't feel Trump put any pressure on her. Her team and Georgia Bureau of Investigation workers didn't find any wrongdoing during an audit of the election results. Um, and Watson said she told WSB TV, which is a local station here, that she recorded the call for posterity. Uh, either that or she recorded it thinking she was going to be able to sell it or maybe she was trying to cover herself in case things went bad somewhere else. <laughs> but just... Recording for posterity is a little bit of a stretch in my mind. But then she went on to say, that'll probably never happen again in my lifetime. Well, you know, uh, you, you might as well know now just about anybody that you place a phone call today or to today may be recording everything you say, especially if you say something that you may not want anybody else to hear. I thought uh, people had to know if they were being recorded. Yeah. Yeah, well, for phone calls, you you have to tell the other party if the, the call is being recorded, or otherwise it's not admissible in court. The only way right that right. that could be done in by, by law, like you you know recording it without them knowing, is you you've got to get a warrant from the judge. Oh my! And but in but in getting a warrant from the judge, you you've got to be able to prove to that judge probable cause. Well, see, yeah, that was the key point you said, though, Eric, is the fact that if you have any desire to try to use it in court, then you have to notify them. But if you're not, you're not going to try to use it in court. If you just want to do what they do in this society now, and that's just put it out on social media somewhere, then, um, you know, I don't guess you have to have permission for that. Um, yeah. But, but like the other scenario I pointed out, um, you know, is like, like if, if let's say um, you, you would record a phone call, you know, with somebody, Donald, that, um, and and you would at some point down the road had intention of suing them for like some sort of like wrongdoing. Um, if you didn't give them permission ahead of time, it wouldn't be admissible unless you had gotten a warrant from the judge ahead of time. Right. Right. Well, I don't know anybody I could sue though, Eric. I... <laughs> well, that, that's just uh, that's theoretical, right there. I know. Um, <laughs> There's some people I would I'd like to sue, but um, you know, people have built my house uh, because uh, because as a plaintiff um you, you oftentimes hear the term about the plaintiff the burden of proof is on them right yeah um let's see anything else there uh as he raffensperger suggested his office released audio of that call as he as he as he panned the allegations and said it was clear Joe Biden won Georgia. Now, my question is, they had this 
this audio. They had this recording and they knew they had it. So why is it just now March before we're getting around to uh, debunking that original story? Yeah. Why has it taken to right. March to, so long to get around to, to telling the truth about that conversation? They're trying to get a little bit of distance with it, you know, a little more, more mileage out of it before they start telling the truth about things. Uh, I think it's funny. Well, I think, um, I think the Washington Post, which had retracted that story, um, I think knew that th this was going to probably wind up going to court if they, if they didn't attract and, oh. and acknowledge the error. Good point. That's, that's probably true, Eric. Probably but true. they didn't apologize. They just retracted it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, you know, they have no, there's no love lost there with Donald Trump and the Washington Post. And then you uh, think about all the number of uh, news people that picked that story up and printed it. Well, this same article uh, was talking about that and said uh, a number of the original out news outlets uh, that covered that story and, and said the same thing, uh, they've gone back and retracted it. But they're, oh. none of them are apologizing for it, and none of them are making a big issue out of it. You probably won't right. see it on mainstream CNN tonight. That, uh, by the way, we screwed up. But we yeah. were. Just, but I, I even saw one person. Well, uh, you know, they're going to probably be like, it doesn't matter if you're if we're telling the truth or telling you a lie. We're just doing our job. <laughs> well, that's kind of what some of them were saying. Well, even though he didn't say it exactly the way that we reported it, that's what he meant. I mean, that's what some of these idiots are saying now. Well, it doesn't matter exact, his exact wording. This is what he meant to say. These and they the, know that. These are the smartest freaking people in the world <laughs> that they know exactly what's going on in everybody's mind. Yep. And that's, that's, that's what's so frustrating. Uh, you know, they say it with conviction that they know what's in everybody's heart and what's in everybody's mind. If they're not a liberal. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else is on here? This kind of mistake is beyond serious. There's zero accountability in major corporate media anymore. Yet they continually insist they are the ones holding the line on the truth. Always remember that what, should scare you about the media is what doesn't get exposed. Mark Hemingway, senior writer at Real Clear Investigations, wrote in a tweet, my question is, why has it taken so long for this revelation of truth about the call? Well, hey, Mark read my mind. <laughs> Mark read my mind. Um, maybe because despite the actual content of the call that day and despite the phrasing being misrepresented, misrepresented many contend that it was clear what the president Trump was trying to do, create false evidence that he actually won the election. What if that conversation had not been recorded? Would we have yeah. ever gotten to the truth about the conversation that day? Uh, no. I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> There's no way. So, no. um, and it's, it seems like, and I heard somebody else talking about this on Fox. I'm not sure if it was Tucker Carlson or someone else. And Tucker's on fire here lately. I don't know if any, mm -hmm. how many of you actually listened to, to Fox, but I think, I think Tucker's out for Sean's job. <laughs> he's younger and he's fired up and he's, he's, he seems to be getting to be a little bit more controversial, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, bringing forth all kinds of stuff here lately that uh, 
that it seems kind of bold. And of course, now now there's a story that the military <laughs> was it some military uh, officials that were picking on Tucker and and talking about yeah. he didn't have a right to to talk about the things. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Marines actually, which I hate to say that since since our yeah. youngest son was is a Marine. Um, that's that's a shame. But anyway, Tucker uh, Tucker better be careful. Um, let's see. All right. So where are we, Eric on time? All right. Um, it's 12, 12 AM, but I've got, go ahead. Um, I, I've, I've been noticing a lot of pod notifications where Chris has been restarting his, um, live cast twice since he went live 35 minutes ago. And I'm asking him if he's okay. And if, you know, and, and if pots being is hitting the kill switch on him for some reason, um yeah you know that one huh which chris is that chris from the forgotten tunes music show oh oh okay yeah we we've only experienced that once in in a hundred and this is 110th show little little wood there um and 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 i i got you know i contacted podbeam about it and, and they never really gave me a clear answer to what happened that night but um, and then lately they've been a little bit slow about getting, returning the podcast to you so you can post it. I, I complained about that the other day and basically all they ever do when I send in a, a complaint about something is they reiterate my complaint, you know, tell it back to me about the same way that I gave it to them and say, well, let us know if it doesn't get any better. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help. <laughs> Better be glad there's no other, uh, you know, viable outlet for us right now that we can take advantage of. But well, I think the biggest issue with Podbean as of late is, um, you know, like the trolling that has been going on because the, these trolls, you know, are coming on here with the intention of, you know, bullying and you know harassing people relentlessly, you know, and and committing like the offense of defamation and, and libel. To, you know, and it just seems like you know Podbean is just so branded on 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 making the necessary changes to get this under control. Um, yeah. But yeah. and I think what these Podbean trolls would be guilty of when they're coming in harassing people and and calling people uh, you know real nasty names and coming in under unflattering usernames, you know, and and it could be like if they're and and you and Dennis Lee have probably experienced this before where that you would see those unflattering names come in and, and some of the nasty things they would say, you know, that could be considered in the eyes of the law stalking. Yes, absolutely. I, and, and it shouldn't be difficult for Podbean to capture the IP addresses of these trolls coming in these shows and then, and then pursuing criminal charges. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe I'm just a little naive about this, but I don't understand somebody wasting their valuable time going into somebody else's podcast just to do that kind of garbage. I mean, what fun do you get? Me out neither. Of that? I mean, is your I life that just, boring that, that that's all you've got to do? I mean, do something constructive. I mean, Go get your own podcast and, and then somebody control you. But I don't know. That's such well, a waste um, of time. It sounds like there, there is something really like fundamentally wrong with these people, but, but I know we're not doctors, but I, I think they probably, probably do need to be in some kind of therapy. <laughs> I, Absolutely. I, wonder, I wonder how many are liberals, Eric. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, but I guess it, the, the way they troll this is their, their way of giving new meaning to the to the old saying of misery loves company. Yeah. You would think people would um, have a better use of their time, like a positive thing by being being positive and and doing something with their life that that makes change happen but um it's sad they're sad people well i i i guess it, it, they they probably know their failures and 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 they just want to see everybody else fail yeah i think y'all do a great job by just ignoring it and letting them yeah but yeah. but but another but another another upside to their trolling is they're upping those engagement numbers when they come in and whenever they write nasty comments. Yeah, but, every, I, but they don't think about that. Yeah, every yeah. time that they they come in, I, Robert, uh, Robert, uh, Eric usually <laughs> says something about, well, it's helping the numbers, so you know we all just keep doing it. Uh, no, no, it's just such. I got better things. I don't have enough time to do half of what I need to do anytime anyway. So. The heck I'm going to go into somebody's show just so I can do what, what these idiots do. Well, maybe they just need to go back to work. You, maybe they need a friend, you know, maybe, maybe they're lonely and they just need somebody in their life to actually give them a little direction. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that to me. Oh, okay. All right. No. I got you. Hey, you were, Laura. You were, you were commenting. You got a friend in Jesus. Hey, Laura. Yeah. Um, has anybody noticed, um, there's been some chatter about this virus situation. I'm going to play just a, it's a short clip. It's actually, I think these may be Pfizer people. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's a three person persons on the screen. It looks like two, uh, people from a, a drug company are talking to somebody in a, it looks like Barclays in the background behind this guy. But anyway, they're talking about opportunity with the uh, virus drug. Let me see. I'm just let me play that. It kind of leads into this next short little thing that I had in case we had enough time. Let's make sure I get this uh, turned up here. Right. And, and, you know, not as in, so we don't see this as a one-time event, but we see this as something that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. Now, in terms of pricing, let me, uh, let me see if I can hit on that. So if you look at how current demand and current pricing is being driven, it's clearly not being driven by what I'll call normal market conditions, normal market forces. It's really been driven by kind of the pandemic state that we've been in and the needs of governments to really secure doses from the various vaccine suppliers. So what we believe, what I believe is, is we move from a pandemic state, from a pandemic situation, to an endemic situation, normal market forces, normal market conditions will start to kick in. And factors like efficacy, booster ability, clinical utility will you know, basically become very important. And we view that as quite frankly, a significant opportunity for our vaccine from a demand perspective, from a pricing perspective, given the clinical uh, profile of our vaccine. So clearly, you know, more to come here, but we think as this shifts from pandemic to endemic, we think there's an opportunity here for us. So, and, so do you get what they're saying? <laughs> they're, they're talking about the vaccine. They're saying is, as soon as uh, the pandemic is under control, 
they're looking at the possibility of this drug becoming something that uh, then they can start making some real money on because there's going to be a need uh, for it uh, continuing down the road because some people are already talking about it may be necessary now for booster shots every year like they do with some of the current flu shots that people take. So, um, and, and like I said, these are two drug officials. I don't know what company they're with. The funny thing is there's a screen. The guy talking is on the right. There's another guy on the left side of the screen who is obviously another uh, drug company official. He makes these faces when this other guy's talking about, you know, there may be some opportunity for us. He starts making these faces like, what? why is this guy talking about this? You're actually putting this out there for people to play. So, um, but I've, I've heard several people, several sources say that um, they're looking at the possibility of this uh, COVID thing being something that we have to take booster shots for on a regular basis. Anybody else heard that? I have not. Not really. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's out there. And, and of course now, um, yeah, Sean says, as long as we get rid of these masks, I'll take shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, amen to that. Well, I'm, I'm not, you know, considering taking the, the vac vaccine at this time because I'm, I'm really waiting to see how it affects other people around me that are looking to take the vaccine mm -hmm. because I know part of me just doesn't seem really 100% convinced because, you know, the production of this vaccine seems kind of rushed. Yeah. And, and oftentimes bring up that, you know, it, if they could get, get like the, the so-called cure or treatment for, um, for this COVID-19 so quickly, why haven't they already, you know, you know, given like the cure for cancer or other deadly diseases that has been around for decades. Right. Right. Well, we have some friends that aren't taking the shot. They don't, they're not comfortable. And so they're just, they're not going to take it, which um, I respect that's their feeling. And, you know, they're, they're afraid to take it. Well, they are reporting now that there's some people in, in uh, Europe that are having, well, there may have been a person here in the United States as well that, that actually had difficulty uh, with clotting and died of a hemorrhage uh, after getting, I don't know that it was the uh, Pfizer shot I just stuck just stuck joined us oh hey Jess. Oh, we missed her slightly tonight yeah well hey jess um I, we haven't seen bp tonight either have we no i didn't see him at slightly either oh, unless okay. he had something come up i don't think we saw him sunday night either no i think he oh he was here sunday i remember oh was okay. he I, I um, believe he was but yeah there there's somebody died and i think they were here in the united states and, and from a, a, a clotting issue with their blood. Uh, but they're, they're finding some problems in Europe, I believe with it. Just a few, yeah. but I don't know that it's, I don't know which one I of the drugs. That, that must it be is. the AstraZeneca one. Um, Could be. Cause I, there was reports of an AstraZeneca one and, and a woman had died from negative complications from it. And they haven't given out the Johnson and Johnson one here. Um, it's only just been the Pfizer and the Moderna. Well, so if you're, it, does Europe have the our vaccine or do they have their own? I think they were experimenting with it over there before they brought it here. Oh. 
Yeah, I think um, I, was there four different manufacturers. I think somebody else has entered the market too now. And and I also read today that uh, the American drug companies are resisting sharing the information on the formulation of the drug with other countries because they they want to keep it they want to keep it in house so they can profit from it once you know the government you know eases the restrictions and so forth and allows them to to start marketing them themselves but again you know you hear stuff all the time uh you slightly says he came up with a new thing for blm what is that slightly <laughs> oh <Bye>. yeah <laughs> Biden loves minorities. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think you got the comedy sounder for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, well, let's see. Where is that thing? Yeah, that is an, unless they voted for Trump slightly. Uh, they're not really a minority <laughs> if they voted for Trump. <laughs> I have, uh, we can do the drum roll. We don't have a snare drum thing here. Um, I, think, I think the one that says comedy goes. Is that comedy? Oh, is that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, why does it say yeah. comedy? That's kinda... <laughs> that, that's the one. Because a... like when you make the punchline of a joke. Yeah. That's like burlesque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, somebody posted on Twitter that Joe Biden will be on three states today. Unconscious, semi-conscious, <laughs> and confused. <laughs> well, that's believable. <laughs> they keep saying... Why doesn't Joe Biden go to the border? And I keep thinking because he doesn't know where it is. So I, I don't expect him to go down there. Uh, he'd probably be our look. He would go up to Canada and, you know, <laughs> say, what's this waterfall? Where's all this water coming from? Uh, poor Joe. <laughs> poor Joe. Well, we better keep him propped up because you know who's next in line. And then who's after that? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> surely she won't get reelected next year. <laughs> California is waking up. I think they're finally realizing that they need to get rid of some uh, <laughs> dead weight. Why do you think that? Oh, I, I'm just making that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm seeing if I could get a reaction out of slightly on that, but <laughs> yeah. California's waking uh, the, the, up. The BLM joke that he made, he, I told him he's got to say that for John DeVito tomorrow. Um, <laughs> oh, I actually had just a quick little little information to go with that clip. I kind of got away from that. Oh, okay. uh, there's some guy named Lee Fang, and he's an <laughs> investigative journalist, and he, he actually posts a lot of things on Twitter. Uh, but Lee, Lee Fang posted this tweet yesterday. Pfizer executives explained to investors that people may need a third dose of COVID vaccine in addition to regular yearly boosters. The company will soon the company will soon begin plans to hike prices, given the significant opportunity for our vaccine. As he stated in the audio, but we think as this shifts from pandemic to endemic. We think there's an opportunity here for us. <laughs> this tweet is the second time that I've heard the rumblings about COVID-19 uh, this week. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, 
you know, I don't, I'm not good about taking a flu shot every year, but I have to admit, uh, since I've been taking him, I have not, I haven't even had a cold in probably two or three years. So, so did um, you take a flu shot this year? Uh, no, not with this COVID or did, or did I? Yes, I guess I did back in, <laughs> oh yeah. When I had my uh, physical, yes, I did back in January. I forgot about uh, that. Cause, Cause we haven't heard that much about the flu this year at all. Well, they've been too busy. No, that is true. Uh, I guess no one's, somebody said no one's getting the flu this year. I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, yeah, slightly says there is no flu. <laughs> only, I agree. only COVID. Yeah. Oh, COVID killed the flu. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, um, something needs to kill it. But I don't know yeah. about taking, taking booster shots. Um, I'm going to, you know, of course, I've had the two, and I'm still here. And uh, but if I'm ever missing one night, you know, don't start thinking. <laughs> oh, oh, it finally got him. Uh, there's plenty of other things waiting in line. Huh. IRS. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, probably Joe Biden's police. Um, yeah, it's all about the money. Slightly says the money. Mm -hmm. Yep. All about money. Well, if they're looking for it from me, then it'll be a waste of time. No, he's talking about the vaccine. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, they're they're not uh, they're not happy that they didn't get to make as much as they wanted to because you right. know, Trump forced yeah. them to do it for this particular price. But uh, of course, yeah, you booster, know, huh? booster shots are going to cost you probably about fifteen thousand. <laughs> well, I'm sure that uh, uh, I hope most Medi most if not all the truth. <laughs> yeah, Medicare yeah. will cover that. Um, <laughs> and and since everybody, every, everybody's going to be eligible for that, even the uh, 500 gazillion people that are crossing the border right now in Texas. Um, let's see. Yeah, 3,000 they sent to Dallas, or they're sending to Dallas, Texas. I'm glad I moved away from Dallas. I haven't heard from Ellie J lately. Uh, I wonder how she feels about that. Well, I thought uh, she was. Hopefully, we get her here on Thursday. Yeah, I'll, I'll since tomorrow's to, Wacky Wednesday. I'll have to. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> usually go for the wacky stuff. So, because because I th I think you and Dennis and, and and me and Crimson would probably be interested in hearing what she has to say about that. Yeah. Um, well, Dallas isn't the only place. Uh, well, of course, I said I think on Sunday that the uh, Florida Governor uh, DeSantis is is uh, suing Joe Biden. I don't know if it's him specifically or or just the office, but because they're they're sending um, some of those people to Florida and uh, and and they're what is he suing him for? Endangering uh, the citizens of Florida. Oh, endangerment, I believe. I think it was endangerment and something else, uh, uh, you know, because of the risk of COVID They're, I mean, they're, they're letting people with COVID into the country and then they're, they're sending them out to other locations in the country. That's crazy. Uh, and so where are they going to go from there? But, goes back to that thing, Eric, who's, who's got the common sense on this. Right. Um, I don't know. I've, I've got a clip from, 
Jesse Waters. He was talking about um, Jesse Waters was talking about people <laughs> in America are. I like Jesse Waters. Um, he's people in America are not going to be enjoying the benefits of the COVID relief check because of uh, Biden raising the taxes and then, of course, the rising gas prices. Um, I haven't bought gas in over a week, but actually for the first two weeks after Biden was elected, I think I took a picture of the of the price sign at the, the gas station I go to quite a bit. And then the next week I took it. It had gone up a little bit, but I haven't had to buy gas in a couple of weeks. So I don't know if it's it gotten well, ridiculous. I saw today that it's, uh, you know, they always post regular and it was 269 That seems high. Last I checked. Two sixty nine. Yeah. Oh wow. Last um, I checked, I mean, I I, I was thinking my, my, the 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 price of regular unleaded here in Georgia and in, in my area was like around like two fifty five a gallon. Yeah. Gee um, whiz. Slightly is four thirty nine a gallon, and well, that's cheap. Yeah, California. <laughs> well, he lives in Cali. Yeah. What is gas there normally? Five dollars, six dollars a gallon, slightly. Wow. <laughs> well, they don't call California California for nothing. Much like Massachusetts, they don't call it Taxachusetts for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know when every everybody goes to electric cars, and then we get that fast, fast, uh, fast rail. What is it called? High speed rail all the way across the country. <laughs> which I don't know what century that'll be in uh, since we've, we've kind of gotten behind. I mean, we can't even keep Amtrak in business without government subsidies in this country. So I, th I think um, high-speed rail would kill the airline industry too. Yeah. Well, you know, the airline industry is doomed anyway because if they're going to eliminate all fossil fuels, I'd, I doubt seriously they can build a jet that can fly on batteries from <laughs> – from New York to Los Angeles, I would I would not want to be or, a passenger on that jet. Um, you know, and I've I've even heard proposals for maybe um, kind of like air travel in like a rocket. You would you'd probably fly out out of the Earth's atmosphere and then fly right back in. But <laughs> but it, it ain't gonna be anything like the Concorde because the Concorde can only fly over water. Without because the reason Concorde can't fly over land is because of the sonic boom. <laughs> yeah, but the Concords, they they've it's it's done, right? I think they've parked it. They quit using it, I believe. I think there's been efforts made to try to to revive and reinvent <laughs> Concord, you know, yeah. to twenty first century standards, but because they and it would have to be something that they would not have a repeat of like the Air France disaster from twenty one years ago. <laughs> can can you imagine being on a on a flight with an electric jet? And somehow or another, the battery starts it's a little too low, and they start saying, uh, we're going to need some volunteers to deplane over Ohio because we don't have enough energy to get to Los Angeles. So people are going to well, start. Well, you know, the, the, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't jump out in parachutes like at 36,000 feet <laughs> because of it being dangerously cold in the upper levels and, and the plane's traveling too fast. Well, actually, I wasn't even thinking that they have parachutes, Eric. I thought they were just you're going to have to sacrifice yourself so the rest no, of us no, can get um, no escape pods either. 
unfortunately. So Slightly wants Biden to be the first one to try this. <laughs> well, now, and wait then a minute. Kamala. Uh, wait a minute. No, it, it, <laughs> have, it had to be all three of them. It'd have to be Biden, Kamala, and... And Pelosi. <laughs> Pelosi. Now, then who's, who's next? <laughs> yeah, who's after Pelosi? Probably another Democrat. <laughs> um, it would be the... The, the, the pro pro tem of the the present pro tem of the Senate that would be um, Patrick Leahy of Vermont because he has been there the longest. Oh Lord! Well, oh, he needs to be on yeah. that plane too. <laughs> Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not too impressed with Leahy either. Um, of course, um, you know it. <laughs> I don't know that we well, get... Well, this is Slightly's favorite word for the California governor. Yeah. Nuisance? <laughs> yeah. Are, are you going to get him recalled, Slightly? Are, are y'all going to actually boot him out? Maybe. <laughs> Let's hope so, yeah. If, yes. if you do, maybe he and Cuomo can go into business together somewhere and do seminar trainings for uh, Panda <laughs> Express people. <laughs> Uh, you know, slightly, you, I don't know if you heard us talking about the Panda Express thing, which happened there in California where the employees went to a seminar and they made them get half naked and then start hugging each other. Do, have you heard that section? <laughs> uh, it was, oh gosh, where was that? Eric, do you remember it was Fresno or something like that? I, it was some, um, I, I would think so because I hadn't checked. Panda Express <laughs> actually sent some employees, and then they then I read the story that these employees had to pay for that training, uh, <laughs> where they had to disrobe and then hug each other. And it's I, I, and there's probably some people that may not have objected to that, but uh, one lady in California is bringing suit against Panda Express, so we'll have to see how that turns out. But I've been oh, yeah. to some training seminars and that never came up. So I, I can't even imagine if somebody's saying, okay, now y'all got to start taking some of your clothes off. <laughs> this, this, yeah. <laughs> he said if he's paying, he's getting more hugs. <laughs> more than hugs. <laughs> well, just check out your local Panda Express. I think they're north of you, though, so you may have to drive a little bit to go to one of those seminars. Well, um, the, the one of my local Panda Expresses, um, I'm, I don't feel like waiting in the drive-thru line. <laughs> uh, we have a Panda Express that we, we kind of like from time to time, uh, not too far from here. but The only drive-thru line I can handle is going to the Chick-fil-A. Oh, really? Well, now, you can't get through one in this area of, of no. our little world because um, they're usually 30, 40 minute lines. Um, well, we talked about Chick-fil-A earlier and, you know, and, and another trend we've noticed with Chick-fil-A lately is you, you now see them build, building like like acquiring bigger you know, <laughs> like properties and building bigger stores. <laughs> That's true, slightly. It's kind of racist to use a panda to represent Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. When I was reading that, I, I did a, a mini pod last night about, um, about Disney is, is removing access for kids under seven years old from the movies Dumbo. Um, what did I say? Golly. Um, 
a Peter Pan and uh, Swiss Family Robinson, and then what is mm -hmm. uh, Aristocats? That that Aristocats, animated, yeah, yeah, that animated thing. But but their complaint about which one was it? Was it Aristocats that they were talking about? Uh, the cat had a slanted eyes and buck teeth and, and they thought that. Oh was, yeah, I know. Yeah. That, is that in Aristocats? I don't remember. I, I never yes. saw that. Yes. Yes. And, and so they said that was uh, very offensive to, to, I don't know if they said Chinese or Oriental, but uh, <laughs> somebody yeah. uh, was, did I play that? I think I played that audio. Somebody, Oh, it was uh, Bill Maher did a, yeah. And I, I've actually put that on my uh, mini pod last night, the Bill Maher thing at the very end of the mini pod. And I don't like Bill Maher, but he is funny at times. And this particular time, which I think it was last Friday night, he was doing uh, a routine. Uh, it may have been his opening uh, monologue. And he was talking about how silly Americans are that we're so so involved in, in trying to cancel everything. And we're, we're talking, we're worried about the names of things and China's just building and building and building and building in their economy, their infrastructure. Uh, and he mentioned something about um, uh, the, the Chinese. They don't care if we make fun of them in our characters, you know, in cartoons and things. And um, mm -hmm. he was making fun of, he said that China had built a high-speed rail, you know, so many thousands of miles of high-speed rail in their country. And in, in the United States, we have exactly, I don't know, he said uh, 80 miles or something, whatever that rail was from Fresno to wherever it was going in California. And they never did get to finish it because they didn't have enough money. But, you know, Anyway, Bill Maher was making fun of us because we're spending so much time fighting with each other about, you know, what to call things and, and whether this this cartoon character is offensive to somebody else. And China's just going about their way and and taking care of business. So, well, they're just over there laughing their ass off about us, how stupid we are. Well, yeah, and their their navy is, is supposedly reportedly uh, becoming superior to ours, and and we're over here worried about what we're going to call a school, or we're going to rename it because because it's, it's named after George Washington. I mean, how insane can you get? And we're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars to do it per school. Of course, they put that on hold. I will give them yeah. that. Yeah, they stopped that. But that I thought that's one of the few Bill Maher routines I could actually listen to. And the only reason I found it, because it was on Twitter. And I thought, I'm going to just see what he has to say. And he just said, Americans are silly people. And then he went to explain why. And he didn't really pick on. He only picked on George Bush. <laughs> one comment about George Bush. But he never said anything about Donald Trump. It was kind of cute. <laughs> and you can probably find it still on Twitter. If you uh, interested in looking at it, if you can stand Bill Moore, but, but don't go past the opening monologue. <laughs> right. All right. Um, all right. Well, let's see the train to nowhere. I just don't understand how in the world they were allowed. Well, there's the bridge to, to nowhere. To, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Moore was saying China built. Oh, golly. Uh, I don't remember. 
and, and record time in 52 days uh -huh. they they built a skyscraper uh and they rebuilt a bridge in something like three or four days that you know had to be rebuilt and it said it took them what three years to build the boston tunnel <laughs> so, oh the big dig oh yeah, i think john DeVito remembers that one yeah uh, i mean i just when when you have people point that kind of silly crap out to you, you just I mean, how do how do other countries look at us when we're over here fighting about that kind of stuff? I mean, they want to talk about how negative Donald Trump made America look. I mean, that that seems like uh, kindergarten compared to what's going on now. Yeah, right. Well, people were afraid of Donald Trump too. They wouldn't mess with him, so now we got. Oh, uh, you know. You know, and probably one silver line about Donald Trump is when, when he was in there, you know, and the reason why the, the the Republican and Democratic establishment couldn't stand him is because, you know, he was there for the right reason. He was cleaning their clocks. <laughs> well, yeah, he got he got he was there to get rid of slackers and people that weren't doing their job. Mm -hmm. Right. I he mean, was there for people us. who weren't pulling their weight. Yeah. yeah. I saw something today that said Biden. Biden says that we're going to pass immigration reform. And, uh, and I, I, every time somebody says that, I can't help to think back. Uh, was it 30 years ago now? I could, yeah, over 30 years ago now that they promised us when Ronald Reagan was in office, okay, we're going to give amnesty to this group of people, but we've got to fix immigration reform. And uh, here it is 30 years later, and we're still talking about it. But Joe Biden says, yeah, we're going to pass some legislation for immigration reform. Well, I bet that's going to be a doozy of a bill. <laughs> uh, guess what? We have, you know, three million new Democrat voters in this country. So I yeah. uh, hope you own some land in, in some foreign country somewhere because you may need it. It's sad. You're right about that, Jess. It's sad. Well, yeah, that's not reform. That's that's giving up. But um, the there's a lot of sad things about that. But the, but one of the saddest is the fact that they're using these people. They're allowing these people to be miserable and take chances with their lives. They said something tonight about uh, somebody was commenting about seeing uh, three children on the road by themselves. I think they were saying the oldest one was five and. And then it got younger as it went from there. Mm -hmm. And these, these kids were by themselves on that road heading towards the border. And that's holding sad. Holding the hands. Yeah, holding hands. That's sad. That's sad. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, you know, I don't know. And where are they going to, you know, how are they going to take care of them? Is that going to be another COVID relief bill so we can take care of all the uh, immigrants? Uh, quote that we're allowing to come into the country <laughs> well my fear is what's going to happen to them because you can't i mean there's a bunch of sicko wackos out there that look for opportunities to hurt people and and i, I worry about those kids and who's protecting them and who's watching them and what are these kids doing on a road by themselves i mean dear lord well, and they were also saying today, and I think I've heard this before, or at least the prospect that there was people from other countries 
going down to the southern border and coming in people that we may not want in the country um exactly that that are not quite friendly towards us that are coming here for other reasons so and why wouldn't they because they can come i mean we're idiots yeah the only thing i'd say to trump is so why do we have these gaps (laughs) i mean i can see where the wall ends but if you look at some of the pictures they show you'll have a a, you know like a quarter mile stretch of fence and then there'll be a, a you know a 30 or 40 foot opening and then there'll be another section um what happened to those pieces in between? Cause they've got so many places they can come through now, but, um, I don't know. Um, these poor people that live in, in border towns or have ranches in, in Texas and, and, uh, Arizona and New Mexico. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I know what, uh, I'd be doing if I lived down there, but, uh, I can't talk about it on the air. <laughs> It'd be legal. It'd be legal. Well, um, well, I think we're about to have like 12 minutes left in tonight's show. Oh, well, I guess we Before better move towards uh, uh, wrapping it up. Of other shows. Yeah. yeah. Hey, all right. Well, um, uh, you know, and, and of course, um, you know, a big thank you, of course, to Podbean Friends, Chris Unplugged, Sean Moxie, Slightly Serious, as well as Crimson joining us on the call, Robert from the Mr. Clean Show, Chris from the Forgotten Tunes, John DeVito. Um, Jess Duck and and a few other friends who um, jo- joined us for this live cast. Um, we do appreciate you and and hope you'll come back for Wacky Wednesday and hopefully Dennis Lee will be back. Um, um, you know, and the great Podbean shows coming up on Podbean Live. Um, I think Chris is still trying to get some technical issues on the Forgotten Tunes fixed up. Hopefully, in time for his big birthday show tomorrow evening. Um, but but of course, Podbean friends are more than welcome to to join join his show. Of course, to w- wish him a happy birthday tomorrow as well, including you, Donald Wayne, as well as Dennis Lee. You know, but that that'll probably be after Trice Talk wraps up. Um, and then Robert's Mister Clean show. I think he's live right now as well. Um, and I think even Linga Longa, I think, decided to fire up another show. But but for our morning crowd, chit chat with the old man goes live starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, followed by the John DeVito Show at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, Frankie D's Crib will be live at 3 p.m. Eastern, followed around 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern Time by the Wednesday edition of the Mr. Clean Music Show. Um, Cummings' is Culture will be taking a Wednesday hiatus, but hopefully he should be back Thursday between 6 and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea goes live Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and that's followed by the Slightly Serious Show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and then later in the week, you'll have David's Mysteries of the Paranormal, as well as the Old Man's Friday Night and Sunday Music Shows, Lyrical Laxatives, the It's Doomsday Podcast, and the Turfy Show over the weekend. But, uh, in, but in the meantime, um, you can check out Trice Talk every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, plus the many pod shows you know, when those get published, as well as Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole on new nights, but same time of Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday around 9.30, you know, to 10 p.m. Eastern time. So be on the lookout for that. And to get in touch with the Trice Talk Show, you, you can, you know, contact Donald Wayne via email at tricetalk69pts at gmail.com or fo- 
follow him on Twitter at Trice Talk WG Moon or on Facebook at Trice Talk and and you can look for published episodes here on Podbean as well as on you know Pandora and you know Amazon Music, Spotify and you know, an Apple and Google podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts, just look for Trice Talk. Um, you know, we, we appreciate you joining us for the live show and we appreciate the listeners, you know, downloading the published shows and Donald Wang will, will now have a closing thought. Thanks Eric. And, and thanks to everybody that joined us tonight. And, uh, thanks Crimson Crimson. I don't always want to say Crimson. Crimson for helping us out tonight. And uh, Dennis Lee should be back tomorrow night. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. So, and uh, hopefully, LJ will be back to see us again soon. And hopefully, Laura might also come back for a visit as well. Yeah, we, we need her to do a routine for us. So, uh, Laura, come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> come back. because we, we need Laura to, to do the what kind of show is this? And, and I just saw your comment slightly about the, the, the farmer. Uh, the minority farmer uh, money, and uh, yes, that's going to be a subject. It may be Thursday oh, yeah. night. That's that's one yep. that's got me fired up too. So uh, hopefully you'll be here for Wacky Wednesday, Lara. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, uh, the closing thought for tonight is: your mind is a garden, your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers, or you can grow weeds. So that's that's from some site called Peaceful Whispers. So with that little thought, and this 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 song is for Slightly and anybody else out in California. Uh, Eric, if you'd oh, like Eddie. to turn out the lights, we'll get out of here. Well, as well, I know Dennis Lee would definitely say the party is over, but we definitely you know ho- hope everybody will come back tomorrow for Wacky Wednesday. Um, and of course, that song's not only dedicated to Slightly Serious, but but also to Poetic of the Holy Shift and Lady Me and Homeboy88 from California and, and other California friends on Podbean. So we'll, we'll see you next time, everybody. Good night. Stay safe, everybody.